Royal Standley of Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors, offering securities through United Planner Financial Services. Member FINRA SIPC shares his planning approach to help people toward a place where they may be at peace regarding their financial goals. In this dynamic podcast, Royal will share his insights on how to design a retirement plan to help you plan for your future. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to Life by Design with Royal Stanley from Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors. Today we're going to be talking about scams. Everybody loves a good scam, right? Royal, good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How are you, Eric? I'm I'm doing fantastic. uh, I'm excited about today's topic. I'm not excited about scams, but I love talking about it because there's... There's so much out there and some of them are terrible and horrible and you can spot them right away. And some of them are getting more and more sophisticated and that's, that's bothersome. So what do we want to talk about? Where do we want to start on this subject today? Yeah, I think we just kind of want to just jump into it. I get probably clients coming in a couple times a year, Mm -hmm. one or two a year, just with, Hey, I, I need some money because I need to send it to this person because they're going to send me a much bigger sum of money and I need to pay the tax on it. Or I just want publisher's clearing house and I have to pay for the, the wiring fees. Mm-hmm. All of these scams that just kind of filter in, depending on how well it's constructed, it can really catch you off guard and make you think that you've won something, there's an opportunity you can't pass up, et cetera, et cetera. Absolutely. And so I just thought we'd, we'd maybe spend some time and talk about some different scams here. All right. To hopefully give people uh, a little bit of, of insight in the mechanisms that these scammers use to get your attention and to sucker you in. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the most popular ones or one of the ones that was around for a very long time, and you still see it every once in a while, but is more recognizable is the Nigerian prince, right? There's a prince that is in need of some someone to take a bunch of money and help them put it into the U.S. and he's going to pay you 10% or 20% or whatever by helping them out. And But first, of course, you do have to pay a small fee, a couple hundred dollars, I believe, to get the ball rolling. Um, yeah, d- depending on kind of how much money they think they can scam out of you really determines that. And, you know, the the interesting thing, there was a website uh, years ago that in, in a former position we, we would just follow. And these Nigerian scammers, there's no prince, there's no money. There's there's a lot more emails about Nigerian princes than I think there ever were Nigerian princes. Exactly. What they would do is they would get these emails from the Nigerian scammers They knew it was a scam. And so what they would request from these Nigerian scammers is, well, to prove that you really are a prince, send me a picture of you eating a bowl of cereal or send me a picture of X, Y, Z and try to get them to basically embarrass themselves by doing that. But I think most people now know, hey, let's just avoid the Nigerian princes. That's probably not something we see anymore. The advent of the Internet, I think, created so much opportunity for people to begin taking advantage uh, of people who maybe aren't as knowledgeable about kind of the way money moves through the world. Mm -hmm. Yep. For instance, if you're a Nigerian prince and you need help moving 20 million, 100 million dollars, there's ways of doing it. You don't need to email a grandmother in Mm -hmm. uh, Dubuque. Yep to get their help and and getting the money into the U.S. That's not a real thing. I think the number one thing when we're looking at scams here is, is it too good to be true? Mm -hmm. Is it prize that you won? Is it a lottery you won? 
is it a publisher's clearing house? Something that you want. Mm-hmm. The, the interesting thing is, is, is how they get into your life. So the first one is email. You get an email from someone that you don't know asking for something yeah, or claiming that you won something. That I would say is one of the ways that they get you. The other is, and we're seeing this more and more in, in the age where someone can spoof an email or mm-hmm. – Absolutely. And that basically means kind of recreate the email address or social engineer the address, which is really learning about who the mark is. Mm-hmm. The mark would be the target of the scam to basically build out a framework where they need to take action. I've seen this happen uh, quite often with you get an email from, let's say, a grandson or mm-hmm. a cousin that says, hey, I am in a prison in Mexico or I am in a hospital in France. Yes. And I need you to wire money to me to get out, to pay medical bills, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And I, I want to take a step back just for a second, Royal, because you bring up yeah. a great point. So I think that what we really need the audience to know is that there are certain things that these scammers are honing in on. They're playing on certain emotions. So the first one was greed, right? If somebody's going to give you a very large lump sum for doing nothing, they're playing off of people's greed or interest in gaining money. The one you're talking about now, they're playing off of fear, right? That that's, they're playing off a of fear of somebody's in the hospital. Somebody's in jail. I need to act now. Royal. The third, I believe is, or one of them is, they play on people's generosity, right? So we'll cover, we'll go to the generosity one in a minute. I don't want to c- completely interrupt the flow, but the one you're talking about now, you're really, they really deal with people's fear, right? That's right. That's right. What grandmother wouldn't want to help their grandson? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, we just see this happen. And the biggest thing is, is they need to create a sense of urgency. Mm-hmm. You have to do something right away or you're going to lose this opportunity or someone's going to get hurt. Yeah, that sense of urgency causes you to begin moving down these steps and creating a story in your mind about the reality of your grandson's well-being or this money you just won from a lottery you never entered Mm -hmm. to get you moving along. Now, if it wasn't for that sense of urgency, often what would happen is you would take a step back. Maybe you would call someone, call a friend, call a family member, call an advisor to say, hey, is, is, is this on the up and up? But that sense of urgency kind of pushes you. So maybe you don't even Google, hey, is this a scam? Now, uh, here in the state of Oregon, we have a, a great division through, I believe, the Secretary of State that basically sends out what scams are coming up, what scams are being perpetrated right now on Oregon residents. Mm-hmm. So signing up for those updates is a great way of getting in front of some of those scams and just kind of learning to have that that little uh, that little tickle in the back of your head uh, go off and say, "Wait, this doesn't sound exactly right." Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. And going back to the fear one as well, one of the other, a couple of the other scams that I've been seeing and hearing about, an IRS scam, and that's usually actually by phone, not necessarily by email. They'll actually call and tell you that you're in trouble with the IRS, and here's what needs to happen: you have a balance that's due, and we're going to send police to your house. And they really, really prey on people's fear. A lot of times, unfortunately, it is the older generation that they are preying on uh, because they don't want to have their credit destroyed. They, they don't want the IRS to come after them or garnish anything that they have coming in. And it can be terrifying. And even the smaller, some smaller scams that I've seen, 
like Apple, for instance, I have actually had multiple times where I've gotten an email telling me about my purchase. You know, I purchased something through iTunes and it's a, basically it's a receipt. You purchased this program for $29.95 and I'm like, wait a second, I didn't purchase anything. But if I click on their links and enter my information to check my billing, I'm just giving them all my information so that they can get into my account. It's very, very sneaky, and they're preying on my fear. Wait a second, I, I, I'm losing money here because somebody purchased something on my account that I didn't do, so I need to go in right away, just like you said, the sense of urgency, and I need to make sure this is fixed, or I need to make sure that the IRS is taken care of, and so they quickly want to take care of it before the police show up, and they're scamming them out of thousands of dollars in a lot of cases. And then have you ever had somebody call you about your PC, about your computer running slowly, or that you have a virus on your computer that they can fix for you? So I've had clients who have had that happen where mm. someone has called and said, hey, we know your computer has a virus. All you need to do is install this software. We'll email you and that'll fix it and uh, take care of everything. And they, they go through those steps and you've basically just opened the door exactly. uh, to these hackers to basically get all the information off of your computer and uh, in those cases, it's sometimes the cheapest option is just to throw that computer completely away and starts from scratch. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's unfortunate. But uh, again, let's uh, moving on to the generosity piece. I think a lot of people, my parents have always been very, very generous. They've always given to especially the Salvation Army. They love them as a as an organization. They helped us personally when we were flooded out when I was I was about three years old. We lost our home. We lost everything the Salvation Army was there to help us. And so my parents have always given to them, but you receive emails or you receive notices and requests for assistance, especially now in Nebraska, we've had major, major flooding and a lot of damage. A lot of people have lost homes and there will be people that will take advantage of this situation and set up a fake charity, if you will, or a fake donation drive to get people to donate. We're going to be helping the people of Nebraska and North Dakota or South Dakota uh, on, and Iowa. All these families were devastated. Let's get them some food and help them with shelter and so on and so forth. And if you're not checking very carefully to make sure that that is a reputable organization, you could be just giving all your money or giving a lot of money to uh, scammers, people that aren't going to help people at all. And they may not even live either in this country or even close to where the disaster area is. That's right. That's right. The level of sophistication these scammers have kind of improved their their, their trade with mm -hmm. is really, really something else. So what I thought I'd do is just kind of take some time. We can kind of walk through those triggers to say, let's take a step back. Mm -hmm. Number one, I would say when you open up your email, just assume that unless you know exactly who is emailing you, just assume that there's a chance that this could be a scam of some kind. Mm -hmm. Especially if you don't know who it is that's emailing you, if it's someone offering you something, you can either assume that it's either spam or a scam. In either way, it should just go into your, your trash can for the most part. Exactly. If you ever get a call out of the blue, think of that as the same way as an email you receive out of the blue. When you get a call out of the blue saying, here's a situation, be very, very careful. What I see quite often with these calls that people get is someone will call and say, hey, this has happened. Either this is the IRS and you need to call this number or, hey, this is Publishers Clearinghouse. You've won something. You need to call this number. Mm -hmm. 
to find out about your prize, it seems to provide, I think, a, a little bit more legitimacy to the call to say, oh, well, they called me and then I had to call this other number and then they had to look me up. And, and all of a sudden you're in this kind of pathway of, oh, this is legitimate because I had to call this other number. But what ends up happening, though, is everyone's in cahoots there. You're mm-hmm. probably talking uh, to someone else who's in the same room as the first scammer. Mm-hmm. The other big thing is whenever someone says you need to wire money, whenever somebody says you need to Western Union money, that is usually a definite tip off that unless you know exactly what it is, that that money is going to disappear forever because there's no way of undoing a Western United uh, transfer or a wire transfer. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's a new uh, money transfer service that's coming out with a lot of the big banks called Zelle. It's Z-E-L-L-E. It's much the same as a wire as, as far as once you send the money, you can't get it back. So if you don't know who you're sending that money to, that money is, is just gone. It's disappeared. You don't have any recourse there. Yeah. If you use a credit card, you can at least call the fraud division and possibly put a stomp on that payment and on that transfer if, if you catch it soon enough. If you're using your debit card on the internet anyway, I, I would say stop. There's m- many more protections there for credit cards mm-hmm. versus debit cards when you're shopping online. So I always encourage my clients, use your credit card, use a credit card when you're going online. Because if that number's stolen, the credit card company just has a number of more, a lot more protections there than a debit card from a, a local bank might. Yeah, absolutely. So what other ways can people protect themselves from, from the scammers themselves and, and just kind of the tactics that they're using? I would say one of the best ways is get a second opinion, mm-hmm. call, call a family member, call an advisor, get on Google. I had a, a conversation with a client who thought he had won a publisher's clearinghouse a few months back. And the first thing I did was just went to the publisher's clearinghouse website and pulled up their page on their website that basically says, we will never call you. Mm-hmm. We will never call you. We will never ask for money from you to transfer money to you because you want a prize. Yeah. If you're getting that, that's a scam. Mm-hmm. And I think he, he had been so far down that pathway of, oh, I've just won $9 million or whatever that number was, that it took him a little bit to kind of get back out of the, that, oh, no, I didn't win this money. Mm-hmm. And this wasn't legitimate. So it's, I think it's always a challenge there for people to kind of take that step back take that deep breath and look for that second opinion because of that sense of urgency that if you're, you're dealing with scammers, they, they use so well to get you moving down a pathway. Yep. Absolutely. And they, they prey on your hopes, right? I mean, that's, that's the whole thing. And another thing that I've, that I've seen quite a bit, and I know that a lot of seniors and my parents included, they have excess stuff. And so they are trying to sell it or they will give it away. But if they're trying to sell it, Using some of the, whether it's Craigslist, whether it's eBay, whether it's, there's some apps that you can use to sell things. We have been contacted by people that are very interested in the item that we're selling and we'll have that in the, in the email. I'm interested in your motorcycle. I'm interested in your king size bed or whatever is being sold. And what they'll say is I'm going to have a shipper pick it up um, because I'm not in the area right now. A lot of times they use military folks to 
or they'll, they'll say they're in the military. So I'm not local, but I really don't want to miss out on this opportunity to buy that. So I'm going to have a shipper come and pack it up and put it on a truck and bring it to me. I'm in such and such a couple states over wherever it is. And lo and behold, you have to go to Western Union and send a certain amount of money for them, him to be able to secure the shipping agent to come to your house and, and get it done. And then you receive full payment from that, or they'll even send you a check. And once you have the check, then you're supposed to immediately go to Western Union, send them a portion of that check. So the shipper comes and picks everything up. And again, it's a scam. The check's not valid or you deposit in your bank and then it never clears. And it takes a day or two to find that out. It's really preying on somebody who is hoping to earn money by selling things or, or make their bills by selling things. And all of a sudden they're out more money than they had. Yeah. I would say whenever you have to go somewhere to send money, either Western Union or a wire mm-hmm. transfer, yep. that that's a great tip of that. You're probably going down the wrong road and you're never going to see that money again. Yeah. Yep. If you have been scanned, what, you, what should you do? Oftentimes, probably reaching out to the police department. Most police departments have a, a line that you can call to let them know that you have been scammed. But mm-hmm. in reality, a lot of times, once that happens, once uh, th- those funds have been sent, there's really no more recourse yeah. on an individual level. So that's why prevention is just so important. My number one tip is just get that second opinion. Talk to your financial advisor, your accountant, even a son or daughter to say, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. What do you think? Does this sound legitimate? Those things, I, my hope is, will protect you from making those mistakes we try to c- prevent our clients from yeah. making. Yeah, absolutely. And another thing that you can do is you can go to a website called snopes.com, S-N-O-P-E-S.com. And they have, for many, many years, they have researched things that are possible you know, scam, fraud, just fallacies, things that you find on the internet. There's a commercial a long time ago. If it's on the internet, it has to be true. Well, that's where a lot of people think. And unfortunately, most, a lot of the stuff on the internet is absolutely not true. Even if it's well-intended, I know Facebook faces this on a daily basis where maybe a child went missing. And so somebody shared their picture and they shared their story. Please keep a lookout, spread this to your friends. Well, then what happens is that goes on for months and then years. And the kid was found like two days later at his, at his friend's house. Right. So this child is still being searched for and still being prayed for by all these people because it just continues to spread and spread and spread. But the kid actually isn't even missing. And so it, again, tugging on some heartstrings there and and trying to get that information out, which is a good thing, but a lot of stuff just isn't true. So snopes.com is a great resource. If you're, if you're concerned about a scam, if you're embarrassed to call somebody, please don't be embarrassed. Just call them and they'll be happy to help you out. I'm sure, you know, whether it's a friend, family member, or an advisor that you trust, but snopes.com is a great resource. And then like Royal, like you said, um, definitely report it to the police. It's definitely fraud. There is a website also fraud.org that you can file a complaint with and just kind of give them the story and can research other scams and fraud items on their website as well. So those are some resources that you can look up before you make any other steps. Absolutely. And Royal, actually, there's one other scam that I'd love to touch on real quick. I know we're running short on time. Is that okay with you? Go for it. Go All for right. it. We've got a few minutes. I love shopping online. I mean, I, I love the convenience. Technology has come really, really far. I belong to a group that most 
I'd say a lot of people have shopped on this company website. I'm not going to necessarily say what it is, but they give me free two-day shipping. I've had really good success with them. But one scam that is rising higher and higher and higher on the list is merchandise scam. So buying something online from a website that isn't necessarily one of the big name websites, you find the thing that you're looking for, or you find the product you're looking for, and it's cheap, and it's it's exactly what you want, and then you you buy it, and the product either doesn't show up, or it's misrepresented, and it, they send you something different, and then trying to get your money back from that is almost impossible on the websites that are less than reputable. So that's something that everybody needs to be very, very cautious of is making sure that whatever company they're choosing to shop through, it's completely your choice. But I would check them out with the Better Business Bureau. I would check them out, just do a Google search for that company specifically to see if they have a good reputation before you put your money down. Because again, like Royal said, once you, especially debit cards, once you put that information in there and that money's gone, you may not have protection to get that back if you've been scammed or they send you something that is not what you were hoping for. So that's just something to, to watch out for as well. And that's an excellent point. All right. Royal, any closing thoughts for today? I know we're running low on time. No, I just uh, hope people will take that extra second or two when they're presented with something like this just to say, is this legit? And then kind of take that breath, get a second opinion, and then go from there. Absolutely. I know, Royal, you would be the first one to celebrate with your clients if they won the lottery. I know that you would be so happy for them because uh, it would make your job for planning a little easier too. maybe uh, maybe help them with their retirement to have a little bit more cruise time or travel time or whatever that is. But it's rare. I don't know if you've ever had a client that has uh, won the lottery, but of all the advisors I've worked with, I don't think any of them have had a client actually win a large prize like that. So it's pretty yeah, rare. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's pretty darn rare. So we usually in, in our, in our financial plans in the past, what we did is we, at the bottom of our assumptions page, one of our last assumptions was you will not win the lottery. <laughs> that's, that's a downer. <laughs> I know, I know, but, but you know, we, we, we can't build in a, uh, a winning lottery ticket in the next, you know, five years will, will help you fund your retirement. Yeah. It just doesn't work that way. So my mysterious uncle that just passed and gave me haul, you know, millions and millions of dollars is you're just saying that's not going to happen, huh? Probably not. I, I don't yeah. know your uncle, but, uh, well, either do probably I not. see that's just it. <laughs> he's, he's a mystery still. So, all right, Royal. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I thought this was a great subject. I hope people learned a lot from it. And again, please don't be shy about reaching out to Royal and his team. If you have questions and, and please don't be shy about reaching out to someone that you truly trust. If you, if you see an email or you get a phone call that just doesn't sit right with you, check it out. Ask, ask somebody for a little bit of help discerning what that might be and, and uh, use those resources that we cited today. So, and again, thank you for listening to the Life by Design podcast with Royal Stanley. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Royal comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Thanks again for listening today. For everyone at Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Life by Design podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The views expressed are those of the presenter and may not reflect the views of United Planner Financial Services. 
Material discussed is meant to provide general information and is not to be construed as specific investment, tax, or legal advice. Individual needs vary and require consideration of your unique objectives and financial situation. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Advisory services offered through Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors, Inc. Securities offered through United Planner Financial Services of America, member FINRA and SIPC. Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors, Inc. and United Planners Financial Services are independent companies.